the college experience DJ madness preview slash NFL and college top 10 offensive alignment ever episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by mybookie.ag. Las Vegas may be closed, but the mybookie casino is open 24 seven. They're also home to, f- to the free $10,000 blackjack madness tournament. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away $3,000 in our virtual NCAA tournament. The games will be streamed live with SGP commentary and betting lines from mybookie.ag. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest for all the info. We're also brought to you by Roman. If you're struggling with ED, you don't want to wait for treatment. Get effective ED prescriptions without having to visit a doctor. Go to getroman.com backslash SGP for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com backslash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. PropSwap is available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use the promo code SGP and you get a 100% deposit bonus for up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to a six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. college experience the quarantine college experience my name is colby swinging dan to base dan aka pick done d and on the other side of the uh the table here on the other microphone we got the burrito wheaton side line kiss stealing a wheel of dealing give it up for former former james madison defensive back current douchebag Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, I didn't hear anything from Mud there. Did he was, he was a little bit he kept it low. A little bit, okay. It, yeah. Um, how are you, pal? Buddy, I'm pumped. You know what? I'm celebrating our offensive lineman edition by drinking like a fat offensive lineman would. Yes, that's the way to do it. Boom. Look. A busy episode. We got DJ Madness going off. We got Twitter questions. We got top ten offensive linemen in college and pro of all time. A lot of shit going on here. Yeah. Let's just get right into it. But before we get into that, ESPN says they may release their or they're going to release their Jordan ten part thirty for thirty. Ten parts. Yeah, dude. I don't want to see a ten part documentary on my mother, let alone Michael Jordan. All right. This is a 30 hour slob job. How, oh, how much overkills this? Yeah. They should have an hour long episode on the Jordan crying meme <laughs> and they should have two hours on how 
he potentially killed his father. All right. Um, another another hour on how he and uh, David Stern were lovers for most of the eighties and nineties. I will say this though: in the recent uh, news, former Jordan teammate on his ninety-seven team who won the championship, Robert Parrish, who says Jordan is not the greatest of all time. He didn't beat great teams in his era. I got to disagree with that. Uh, and I, I mean, obviously I disagree with it too, but uh, I will say this. He yeah. brings up a fat, like a little bit of a decent argument. I, I clicked on the, the link and I read his, uh, his argument and he said that, okay, he beat, they dethroned the Pistons. That was in the middle said, of their fucking. He said Isaiah was past his prime. That's just true. One two championships. That's actually true. They though. beat the Lakers that were a fucking. Oh, well, hold on. No, hold Lakers on. were washed up at that point. Yes. Right? They didn't have Kareem. That's true. Um, they were still nasty before that, but. Then, and he said, he said, okay, uh, Suns, Barkley, only one Hall of Famer. Sonics, only one Hall of Famer. Peyton, right? Kemp was fucking awesome. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he's like. All-star starter. Okay, but still. Okay, wait. His argument's actually decent. Okay. Right? Uh, well, now, obviously, the Jazz have two uh, Hall of Famers. The Jazz would have been a fucking awesome team. The Jazz, let me put it this way. From 2005 to 2012, or before LeBron got to Miami, the Jazz might have won every other year. His argument is, though, is that with him, Pippen, and Robin, three Hall of Famers on his team... Yeah. Beating two and beating one should yeah. happen. Yeah. And, and he compared that to uh, his era. And he, he actually said his three best players ever were like Russell Chamberlain and another big man. I forget who. Well, I uh, think Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. That's his three best players ever. All centers. A little bit of a bias there. Yeah. To me, I mean, it's tough for me to say like whether there was like a real huge advantage that uh, Chamberlain had by like lesser competition. I think that gets blown up by people that probably didn't see it. And I, I didn't see it, but I, I go back and I look at a dude like Oscar Robertson who doesn't get any hype in Average the modern triple era. Double. Yeah. He, and you look at his body. If you like, look at, he's built like LeBron, like, yeah. or yeah. at least like Kawhi. He's like a bulkier, like, but like more athletic Kawhi. Here's the interesting part of this argument is that Parrish spent a year on the bulls and won a championship on the bulls. And he still said, Jordan, don't get me wrong. Jordan's great. Yeah. Right. He's one of the best ever. Yeah. Buddy, guys, I don't consider him the best ever. Well, he didn't ever win anything before Pippen got there. He never won shit by himself. Mm. I don't he even know Doug if Collins. he won a without play- Phil Jackson. He's got nothing. It's true. That said, he's still the best I've I've seen. But then once again, I I did not see the Celtics. And I mean, I've watched millions of hours of of classic sports as a kid growing up of the you know the the Dominique Bird matchup or the yeah. uh, Lakers. You know all those classic games that were on ESPN Classic back yeah. in the day. Let me tell you this though. I don't know if uh, Jordan was uh, actually the best that I've ever seen because who's who, who would you have better? I don't know that I would have any, anyone, maybe Shaq, but uh, <laughs> you're, you're a Shaq hater. Shaq, Shaq. And the fact that Shaq only won one MVP is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. I'd say before the rules changed, he was definitely not the best center in the league. Uh, he wasn't in his prime quite yet. They Although changed the rules, which Shaq catered to him in so, his so much. That did. I saw when that, they did that, uh, uh, no charge zone in what? 97, 98, yeah. right. As he was coming, dude, in. that changed the game of basketball. Yeah. At that point. Big time. That's why like the, uh, 
Chris Dudley kind of things could happen. He's just like another thing is they just uh, like that Chris Dudley dunk was filthy. It was amazing. But how was that not a tech on Shaq? He like <laughs> pushes the shit yeah. out of Chris Dudley. Well, that was the thing, and th- and that's the point I was getting to is uh, the reason I don't really know that whether I can say for a fact that Jordan was so much better than everyone is because, and we've said this a million times, and we're haters, admittedly, but it's a fucking fact that like. It was an unfair thing. You knew when you were watching, you're like, all right, like what? Uh, Jordan's going to get a call that no one else is going to get. So what am I really watching here? You know, but if I had to compare talent wise, he's right there. Jordan right there with uh, see, LeBron. See, I'm going to be on the other side of this because I, it, the NBA's done that to all their stars. We saw Reggie Miller push off against but Jordan. way more with Jordan. True. There's a book called Jordan rules for a reason, but yeah. Ewing got away with a travel. Very, <laughs> very consistent career. Yeah, it's true. LeBron got, gets away with the travel all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if one thing I will credit the NBA is they're consistently shitty with their yeah superstar calls. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, the thing that made him the best was his killer instinct, his clutchness. Yeah. Like he was going to beat you. He might've had he's a the little best, help. I, I feel confident by saying he's the best I've seen yeah. in my life. Like LeBron's close for me. I, I, LeBron is number two. Yeah. Yeah. Le, yeah I, I think I'd agree. LeBron too. Yeah. And then yeah, probably you have like Kobe and Wade and, and Elijah one that would probably, uh, yeah. Shaq's right there for me. Like Shaq and his you have prime... Shaq better than Elijah one. <sighs> I do. He's a fucking liability from the free throw line. Dude, like, Shaq in with the Lakers, right? There was just no chance. Anyone was beating them. There was no chance. Anyone was beating the Lakers while Shaq was in well, his prime the, there. And once again, we can go to the Sacramento Kings uh, sure. referees, 40 but calls that's not to even, six they, or something. They had already started. Well, I guess that was the third year of their, uh, their dynasty. So maybe I stand correct. Oh, dude, when they played the Blazers. Yeah. They went one. Uh, when they played the Blazers, and I, I can dis- dis- distinctly remember this. Yeah. I felt sorry for Sabonis because these were offensive fouls. Yeah. And because they're in that no charge zone, I'm like, this is bullshit. This is absolutely yeah. bullshit. You're well, not rewarding good right. defense. Shaq had one thing. That he was great at, that the league did allow him to, the league did cater, but that thing became un, completely unstoppable. See, while. see, but that doesn't mean like best basketball player. Yeah. To me. Okay. Like I when, I, when that. I, that's why I'm saying like Elijah one's on another level to me than Shaq. He's way, de- he's yeah. way more. De- I mean, Shaq honestly had some decent skills, you know? I'm, no, he was incredibly athletic for a big man. I yeah. mean, uh, maybe the most athletic. I mean, uh, I'd, I'd say Elijah one's right there. Yeah. Um, but Shaq's probably right outside my top five. Okay. He'd be ahead of Barkley and shit and ahead of, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the other greats, but all right, enough of this nonsense. So <laughs> I just thought that was interesting comments from Robert Parrish, the chief. There you go. Maybe there's a little bit of a uh, love for the Celtics in there. He played on both teams though. Yeah, he won a championship <laughs> on the Bulls. His, his allegiance is 100% with the Celtics. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, but I will say he is right. There was multiple hall of famers on. If you look at that Celtics Lakers matchups, you're like, you got, Bird McHale, uh, that's true. Not to mention he played against Jordan. Bill Walton was on those teams. You had like four, like yeah. th- sometimes you had like ten players in the Hall of Fame in those matchups. Yeah, that's true. And those were incredible. Um, got some Twitter questions before we dive into our top ten. But before I get to the Twitter, that kind of harkens back to a, a the thing where we were having about uh, free agency. Uh, yeah, this is a good argument. Back in the day, or a, I don't even know if teams might have been better overall just because. If no, they were definitely. better at like drafting the and reason why the Redskins and the Niners were so really good, like so much better than the rest yeah. by them having that stretch in the eighties yeah, was because they were, they couldn't lose the good players that they better got. Yeah. than the, at drafting. Yeah. Uh, like player evaluating players. They were just better. Yeah. 
the entire roster and the entire depth chart. Giants too. Better than the opposition. Yeah. Better than everybody almost. You know, I mean, especially like, I mean. Yeah. And that was the case to some extent in basketball. Well, too. you saw that when free agency hits, like whether it was, uh, obviously we, I mean, Steve Young didn't leave, but we saw how good he was as a backup. He would have never been able to stay. Yeah. John Taylor would have never been able to stay. Basically look at all those positions where you have that much talent. The, the posse with the Redskins, Clark and, and, and Sanders would have left. Yeah. Or one of the, maybe they keep two. Yeah. Maybe, but you also had so much offensive linemen that were loaded. You're uh, never having like nine to 11 great players on your offense. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, even like, like the Redskins had Stan Humphreys as like a third string quarterback. He right. started, he started playoff games in San Diego. Did he take them to the uh, Super Bowl? No, rip it. No, no. The chargers. I think. Oh, Stan, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He was their third string. Yeah. quarterback. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, right. you, you can evaluate each position. Yeah. Three say, years later, he was in the Super Bowl starting as a Could you really have Biner, Riggs, Irvins, Mitchell on, on the same, in the same backfield? Or how about like, I mean, we'd probably bone Marcus Allen, but never happen. Maybe. Yeah. You don't really see that that much anymore. Then again, you don't see great running backs that much anymore. I just Although it's coming back. So I'm glad to see I that. I don't think you'd be able to invest that much in one position. Yeah. You have to spread it out over no Clayton Duper. They would have. Well, one of them would have got a payday elsewhere. No, there are some great receiver combinations in the league right now. I mean, they might've for like three years, but they would have left way early. It wouldn't have spent yeah. 10 years together. Yeah. Someone's someone wants number one money. Like look, look at those oiler teams in the nineties. Yeah. Dude. Hey, would Jeffrey's four took great receivers. Mil, yeah. You know, I mean, to push else. back the Steelers had Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders at the same time. But once those again, were all before quick, their prime and it was, very quickly they got plucked apart. Yeah, that's true. That's there the, you go. that's the perfect example actually. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, we got some Twitter questions coming up. There's some pretty entertaining Twitter questions. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Las Vegas is closed. Can you grab me a beer? Uh, for the first time, Vegas casinos are all closed. But you know what casino is open 24/7 and accessible from the comfort of your own home? That's right, the mybookie.ag casino. They're even running a free $10,000 Blackjack Madness tournament. You can bet on DGen game or DJ DGen Madness games at mybookie.ag as well, including live lines, over/unders, first quarter scoring first to 20. Just great sh- stuff they got going on over there. They got the fastest payouts, fastest payouts, best promotions and a very helpful 24/7 customer support team. And if you join right now, mybookie will match your uh, deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you just if you deposit two thousand, you'll get an extra thousand dollars in free money to play with. All you have to do is use the promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. Uh, uh-uh. yeah, buddy. Okay, got a lot of stuff we got going on here. Um, Twitter questions, buddy. The heck did I put on here? Um, did I copy and paste my own? I tried to copy and paste the questions. Where are these questions? What a bozo! I mean, what a bozo! Okay, here we go. I copy. I want to see the DJ Madness uh, tournament here. Yeah, dude. That, I mean, dude, that thing is a lot of fun. I, I was a skeptic coming into it. I'm having a fucking blast with it. Yeah, it's fucking funny. You guys are like a. Uh, Getting announcing esports. I've never seen these. I've never watched esports yeah. before, but it's funny to like. Uh, 
I think we are the best announcers in the esports world. Personally, <laughs> it's funny to watch some shit that is not actually happening and see people get really hyped up about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to all the fans that have tuned into DJ the, Madness. The funniest shit was was you criticizing Mark Turchin's coaching <laughs> <laughs> after Maryland lost. It was a it horrible possession. What's going on? <laughs> It was. It was. They had the chance you to try win. to post up your guard. I, I called for it in the timeout. They said they're gonna double Cowan. So they, they but they end up with like a 40 footer fadeaway three. Yeah. Come on. Bad shot selection. Turgeon. Mm-mm-mm. You know typical turgeon. Even the game uh, like I've been saying over there, my CPU is a neuronet processor, <laughs> a learning computer. <laughs> right? It's it knew that Turgeon folds in, in the tournament and, and it came through. Right. This, this computer, this predictive model is stronger than we thought. <laughs> uh, first question is from uh, Barg Justin and UVA getting a close win. Yet that, again. that was exactly how they would win that game. Right. too. <laughs> Defensive game. It's the only 40. game that's hit the under so far. Really? Yeah. Classic UVA. First question is from at Barg Justin. Shout out to Justin Barg. Good guy. Came out to my show in Milwaukee. Hell of a good person. I look forward to the next time coming to Milwaukee and, and grabbing some beers with this guy. Um, he says thoughts on the NCAA possibly cancel canceling this upcoming football season. Patty C. My I think, thoughts. I think we really, I mean, it's the saddest thing this. I can possibly imagine. I, th- I, I personally mean, think like actual horror, but <laughs> in terms of like things that make me happy, this would be the number one thing that they would be taking away. I mean, losing March Madness was bad enough. Yeah. And For NBA, Colby, NHL, XFL, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, even baseball. Yeah. Well, what's lucky for you is that your nationals and your Wahoos get, are reigning champs. Yeah. Get, two year, two year reigning champs now. Um, No, but I mean, look, I, this is really tough because I don't want to seem like I'm re- the more I hear, the more I read the more it seems less likely that, that we're going to have a season. Oh my gosh. Don't say that. I know, but I'm just saying like, it's picking up steam. I, I see people all over Twitter. Uh, I've seen people on ESPN say that they, they highly doubt. I saw an article that I didn't read, but I saw the headline. It was, uh, you know, how, how much time do you really need to prepare for a college football season? Conceivably it would be, you know, camp August. Yeah early August. And then you get three weeks and then it's time to go. Well, the scary thing is I just read an article or Brett um, McMurphy, I believe who I'm not the biggest fan of, but um, yeah, he had mentioned, uh, wasn't he the douche that broke the uh, Tom uh, Herman story? Yeah. Yeah. Got shot on. (laughs) Uh, He said that, you know, he, uh, I guess at talked to 130 athletic directors for the uh, division one football. And he said like, like a good uh, 90% of those teams could potentially be in jeopardy of like if with that without their income from football. Yeah. The whole school would be in danger of shutting down. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, obviously uh, they got to make their money somewhere, especially if you're a big time school and you're putting a hundred thousand bucks. This could be catastrophic. This can't happen. Now let me ask you this. Would you still be in favor of these games being played with no fans? Sure. Definitely. If this were to happen, I think it would happen on the pro level. College is too much liability involved. The players aren't aren't paid. Yeah. I feel like college is like almost a shoe in for not being played, dude. Unless we figure this thing out fast. Yeah. 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 Well, because lawsuit wise, you open yeah, yourself up time. to so many. Lawsuits. Let's wait and see, though. We got to like uh, there are indications here and there that, you know, there's a little bit of a flattening of the curve. 
other in other places there's not who knows the data is fucking unclear right now so well, especially the chinese data it seems like there might have been a little asterisk who knows how true i gotta click on that i gotta re- read up on that article but um it's horrible justin and i you know especially because i feel like i was telling you this last night patty see like the first three weeks this year are probably the best first three weeks spread out normally like a lot of times in college football you'll have overload a, on a great like last year was a great week two yeah week one was a little light yeah. Uh, to a couple years ago, great week one. This yeah. one was like spread out three great weeks of college football to start the season. Uh. It would be the ultimate dagger to me. Um, obviously, I'm already sports deprived. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I there can't these fucking one guy eats a bat and he fucks <laughs> it all up for us. Patty C. Uh, uh. There may be more to this than we know. OK, next up at MW Hanson 2020 this is a hell of a good American here. Talk to him a lot on social media. Says, which Stallone movie Ooh. that didn't have a sequel, but should have had a sequel between Demolition Man, Tango and Cash, Over the Top, or others, anything besides Cobra, because that's obvious that there should have been a sequel. <laughs> I concur. I am glad that he said that, because that yeah. was going to be my fucking yeah, choice. Yeah. Uh, that's, this is a very tough question. It's easy. This is a fucking easy. Really? Yeah. What, I mean, what shoot, over, shoot. O- over the top is, is an interesting, you know, that would make an, uh, one of the funniest sequels ever. <laughs> you know, I wonder what that would be. So and you, you're, uh, you're over the top's not the answer though. Oh, clearly clear answers. Demolition man. Hmm. Without a doubt. Mm. That was actually a good movie. I mean, in its own. Very what do you mean? All of them are. Fu- so don't you <laughs> fucking step on sacred ground. You piece of shit. All right. <laughs> Don't you yeah, fucking sorry. go there <laughs> Treading uh, on thin ice here <laughs> Get a uh, beer thrown in my face right across My the table. answer is going to be pr- Most likely Tango and Cash I don't really recall that one I that love long. Tango and Cash It's Who's comedy the, uh, action Kurt Russell and uh, and, and Stallone oh And a hot ass Terry Hatcher Nice. Oh my god did I love Terry Hatcher back then Maybe I need to go back and watch me a little Tango and Cash mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not qualified to answer this question Another underrated one uh, from from that era. He, he has a lot of classics in that era. Let me yeah. just pull up the IMDb before I, I start talking recklessly here yeah. in case I'm forgetting some. But um, he has one uh, where they're stopping. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but uh, it's him and Billy D. Williams. And it's an awesome movie. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, early 80s. They're in New York City and they're stopping a terrorist. No, you're going to make me look it up. I'm pulling up his ID IMDB right now. Nighthawks. Yes, that's a dope movie. I own that movie. Nice. Also a big fan of the comedy Oscar by John Landis, the guy who did uh, Blues Brothers. Slept on comedy out there. Go out and check out Oscar Marissa Tomei. You know, I love her. She did tequila shots with her. So, uh, <laughs> so that's up there. Uh, God, you're a moron. <laughs> all right. All right. Eighties. Oh, Speaking what about Cliffhanger? How are you forgetting Cliffhanger? Yeah. That's a heater. If any movie by title was supposed to have a fucking sequel, it's Cliffhanger. Fortunately, they didn't make it into a Cliffhanger. I Dude, believe there was resolution. Let me tell you why Stallone is the fucking king. Yeah. Although nothing will beat the movie we watched last night. It wasn't Stallone. That's but. true. And shout out to like people want to know why we like UCF. Look, <laughs> UCF went undefeated. We always argued for them. I'm an East Carolina fan, so I don't like People think I'm a diehard UCF fan. I'm not. Yeah. I'm an East Carolina fan. We're in the same division. Sure. However, 
you would you you would acknowledge greatness when you see it. Exactly. And and I Unlike, would I would challenge any other big time fan bases. Has their university been a part of a better movie? <laughs> I don't think I think UCF holds the takes the cake for the best university involved with a film and being represented. So over the top. Yeah. In the movie. And that is the movie Miami connection. Look, we are all on quarantine right now. Yeah. It's nine 99 on iTunes. (laughs) You can watch it for free on YouTube TV. Yeah. But it is bleeped out and you miss deleted scenes and stuff. Like you miss, like it gets really gory. So they kind of skip over that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can watch it for free on YouTube. But if you go to iTunes for a nine 99, you can watch one of the greatest <laughs> B-list, awesome classic classics yeah. called Miami Connection, which features University of Central Florida prominently. Yes, and and and, and it that's why UCF has got to be number one in Hollywood's eyes. Yeah, and also watch the uh, YouTube uh, YK Lee's you know yeah Miami Connection like aftermath yeah. after that yeah. follow up uh, YK Lee. Uh, Vice does a, a, a documentary, like a thirty-minute little piece on uh, this. Which film. in and of itself is fucking quality yes, viewing. Which is great. <laughs> which is very great. But look, dude, back to Stallone though. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he just just destroyed classics early on. I mean, look, he's got besides thirty Rockies. I mean, you're going to, like I said, Nighthawks, and you got Cobra, Over the Top, all the Rambo's, Lockup, underrated movie, Lockup. Uh, Tango and Cash. Oscar snaps provolone. He plays snaps provolone. Check out the film, Oscar. Yeah. Cliffhanger, Demolition Man, The Specialist. Don't underrate The Specialist. Him and hot ass Sharon Stone in Miami. Eric Roberts in that thing. Was there a sequel to Assassins? No, but Assassins is great. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Copland. Nice. I mean, he's got heat for days. Daylight. He's got a little. All right. So choose one. All right. I'm going, honestly. Yeah. I'm gonna still I'm still gonna back Tango and Cash, but I will say Cliffhanger is really fucking close. Yeah. And Demolition Man's close. Demolition Man. But I, Tango and Cash deserved a sequel. Deserved a fucking yeah, sequel. I have to see it. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, Buddy, I'm what are you amateur. doing tonight? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, who who is the best that Stallone uh was on screen with at the same time? Who is the best either co-star or uh villain? Ooh, I mean you Apollo Creed is is a former NFL football player. Yeah. People don't know Carl Weathers played in the NFL. That's awesome. Went, he's one of our gals played college ball at San Diego state. Nice. Played for the Oakland Raiders. Carl Weathers, maybe the most likable man in all of America. Love me some Carl Weathers, but you got to think after that, you got what? Billy D Williams with Nighthawks. You got uh, Kurt Russell's probably that answer. Yeah. Uh, although, uh, fucking Drago, uh, Oh, or could you go Wesley Snipes in uh, Demolition Man? Yeah, they were a fun one. That's kind of what made that. that they, they were great. They played off each other pretty good. For, uh, that, that's a strong point. What about Banderas in Assassins? They were fucking good, too. Greatest scene is uh, when he's trying to concentrate and get the shot and he doesn't get it. And he's, fuck, shit, mother, fuck, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, and what's great is that, you know, Stallone takes care of his boys. Yeah. He, br- he brought he back brought Banderas for, uh, to Expendables. Expendables. Nice. Same with R- Mickey Rourke. Nice. He did. He did get Carter with Mickey Rourke, and I know Rourke was suffering through some tough times, so he brought him in. So yeah, he looks out for his people, man. Long yeah, live Sly, man. man. That's right. That's so if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, this is our. Uh, these are Twitter questions, so we're just firing back on this. Okay. Um, more Twitter questions. Twitter. Um, at Kyle 
UM Lang, what's the worst college football game you've ever seen? And then he, he gave me the uh, tag of Virginia Tech Wake Forest 0 0. That one was bad. I would argue that that is way better than seeing like Alabama against Alabama A&M or like the yeah. Citadel or something. That's true. Of like 84 to nothing. I have. Yeah. You, you, during, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It came down to like a field goal. I think Wake Forest missed it at the buzzer. Yeah. It's entertainment. Give me it. Give me it. it's a close game. It goes to overtime. Like give me that all day over like Florida State back in the day under Bowden when they're playing like Samford, yeah. not Stanford, Samford. It's fifty to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Those are horrible fucking games. Yeah. And for some reason, that part of the country plays a lot of them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, worst game that I've seen. I mean, like you say, when, yeah. when you think of it that way. Uh, although you know what makes that Virginia Tech uh, Wake Forest game that much worse. What's that? Is that that was played the same year <laughs> that Virginia Tech spanked uh, Ohio State in Columbus, <laughs> right? And then went on to fucking any more proof of a playoff that right. you need a playoff, right? They fucking whipped the shit out of uh, Ohio State in Columbus, thirty-five twenty-one. Sacked a homeboy yeah. like six or eight times, and uh, then Ohio State goes to the national championship. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech's losing to Wake Forest. That's the worst loss. On a, on a championship on a resume or whatever. Yeah, I think probably. Uh, this is, I still have another Twitter question, but I, I will say, uh, Patty C, I, I do this every year. So I went and did added this year's stats, mm-hmm. but I still went back, made sure my, my, my math was correct. I went back five years. Didn't mm-hmm. trust last year's data. Out of conference for the, the five power conferences. Is this actually mind boggling statistics? Yeah. Uh, guess who has the best home now? So, you know, last year I did this and a year has passed. So five years ago, that year got deleted yeah. and the, this year co- right. goes in there. Right. So at home playing other power five conferences yeah. over the past five years, what would you think is the order? Well, based on what we've known before, yeah, you would think that the patch well was the best. The Big 12 was the second best. Uh, not correct anymore. No. Not correct anymore. A little shift of the trend here. Yeah. So at home, playing other power fives, the worst conference out of the power five. Who do you think? At home? Yeah. Playing the other five? Probably ACC. Correct. Yeah. ACC wins just 35% of their games. At home? Yeah. Against other power fives? At that's, home. That's against the other power five. Graceful. Right? Yeah. Guess who is second place? Probably Big Twelve. No, the SEC just wins forty-one percent of their games against other Power Fives at home. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's a wild statistic. But check this out: what you could, if you're an SEC fan, you could say, "Well, Alabama never plays another team at home, right?" Because they play; those don't count as home games when they're playing USC yeah. in Arlington, Texas. Yeah. But the fact is, is that when they play home games against Power Five teams, they don't win most of them, majority right. of them. Interesting. Um, third place is the big 12 Yeah, at 45% of the time they win. Wow. Right. Three of the five power five conferences are below 500, 500 at home against other power yeah. five conferences. Now, number four is the big 10 at 55%. They win 55% of their home games. It's still not that impressive, but against other power five and the pack 12, 79%. They win at home. Unbelievable. What is Larry Scott doing? He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. 
because this is unbelievable statistics. When I dive into this guys, I didn't just come of this opinion that I think the PAC 12 gets mis misrepresented. Uh, right. it, it's been diving into the, di- the the stats and you're just like, what the fuck? How is this possible? That can't be true. It really? is. I'm telling you, unbelievable. Man. I didn't even trust last year's stats when I did this last year. Yeah. I deleted all that and I went and did it again just to make sure I was right. Yeah. 79% exclusively of the time. talking about the home games played by the teams in the conferences against other power fives teams from other power yeah. five conferences. Yeah. And the ACC only manages 35% victory. Yeah. 35.89. And so basically 36%. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, pack 12 gets 79%, 79%. If I'm the pack 12, I'm saying, Hey, come over the here. Problem is, is they're if, broke. If I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm back 12. I'm fucking, I'm having strippers. I'm having everything I can, but to get those teams to come check out this and out. take Did you know out? the big 10 has never won a game at the pack 12. That can't be true. Very true. That can't be true. Or was it at Arizona state? It's at Arizona state. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. At Arizona state. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I, Ohio state won at Cal. Okay. <laughs> um, they've never won a game at Arizona state. At Arizona. Okay. The big 10. They've been playing for a long time. Yeah. That is crazy. Arizona state slept on a house of horrors. So, but, but this is another thing is when you, when you dive up the stats over the past five years, I think it was like, uh, you have Michigan state loses at Arizona state. They actually got swept by Arizona state. Right. Yeah. Uh, Texas got swept by Cal. Yep. Texas or Cal also took down a home and home. They swept Maryland. You swept North right? Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's no and Ole Miss. And Ole Miss. They swept Ole Miss. Yep. Right. Um, I know Virginia Tech got whomped by Stanford and uh, UCLA in bowl games. Yeah. No, I'm not counting bowl yeah, games. You're not even counting bowl not games. Not counting bowl games. Yeah. And check this out. It, here's what's crazy is, is the Pac 12's numbers have actually, I haven't had a chance to dive into all for 10 years because I'm going to do 10 years. Yeah. But I've only, I just looked at the Pac 12. Um, so for 10 years, they're at 77%. So they're actually playing better the past five years at home than previously. Well, Pac-12, and and yet they get further and further away from consideration for playing in the playoff. Yeah. The Invitational, as it were. Yeah. <sighs> I think another thing is like Utah swept Pitt. There's a, there's a bunch in there that, that, that yeah. uh, but it's not even sweeping. It's not even winning on the road. Well, you know what it shows yeah. too? What's that? It's that uh, the Pac-12 is a much deeper conference than these other ones, you know? Yeah. Because you got to figure, you know, A, the likes of Alabama and LSU aren't, you know, they aren't forced to go on the road, which is bullshit. And so they don't, right? The teams that, from the SEC that do go on the road are going to be, you know, like a, a, a Vanderbilt. There's no equivalent to Vanderbilt in the Pac-12. You know, there's no absolute dog shit team. I guess people would say Oregon State of the past, like, three years. Oregon State was pretty decent. Like Oregon Recently. State, yeah, like, they won ten games not that long ago. Beat USC, but Vanderbilt with and Franklin knocked them out of a national championship. Vanderbilt with Franklin won ten games. Yeah, once. Yeah, Oregon <laughs> State's been a Fiesta Bowl in ninety. They're a better program yeah, than Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, I just, dude, I, I look. I'm not trying. Like, that's fucking unbelievable stats. The yeah. fact that the ACC only wins thirty six percent of the time at home is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's pathetic. Like, how do like. The Americans better than the ACC. I need to pull football. up those stats next and see what see what they do at home. Yeah, um, and it's only going to get better because the Americans getting stronger. Yeah, yeah, that's just crazy to me. Absolutely crazy uh, statistics. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to Twitter questions. 
I'm going to dive more into shit like that all off seasons. Uh, hopefully if the, if this is not a year long off season. Yeah. Um, next up is from, so to answer Kyle's question, I would say one of those blowout games, but um, uh, another one from NW Hanson 2020, which movie character des- deserve their own reality slash competition show? Hannibal Lecter would have an interesting cooking show. That's my vote. <laughs> no, that's not me. Colby's vote. That's okay. that's the qu- in the question. That's from MW M- M- Hanson. Repeat the question again. It was who, which movie character deserved their own reality slash competition show. Hannibal Lecter would have been his, his pick for a cooking What's show. A cooking show. What about a little Mick Dundee? <laughs> A little crocodile Dundee action. No, uh, what off the top of my head? What's a classic movie character? Uh, I mean, uh, Commando. Uh, Bennett. Bennett from Commando talks about putting drag a knife a, through warm butter. That's right. He uh, Bennett's uh, drag queen uh, <laughs> <laughs> potential right? dance off is a, a great one. That's true. That's true. Does um, it have to be the uh, star of the movie though? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think because Commando could really have a Bear Grylls kind of thing, you know, pr- pretty, and he'd be much more entertaining because he'd just be all jacked up and stupid too. Yeah. What if? But what if you were to drop like? Hmm. I'm I'm trying to think like what what because if it's reality, it doesn't have to be cooking. You could just drop them off on a fucking island and watch uh, <laughs> Conan the Barbarian fucking go through shit. Nah, I don't know. But I mean, what 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 character? Biff Tannen. <laughs> Biff Tannen from Back to the Future is is one that I Biff love. Biff Tannen on The Bachelor, yeah, or or Ernie McCracken from The Kingpin. Oh my gosh, uh, just Kingpin. slaying yeah. everything. Yeah, on The Bachelor, I like that. Oh man, I think that's the winner. Yeah, dude, that's the one. <laughs> that's the fucking one right there. Okay, uh, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Roman. If you were to guess on average how many people. How many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor? What would you say? Well, right now, it's probably a fucking shit ton. But prior to this crazy epidemic, Americans have to wait 29 days. It's probably like 300 days now because every doctor's in New York City trying to save people's lives. Uh, so if you're dealing with a, a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want to get treatment ASAP. That's just the way you look. You want to be able to perform, especially in quarantine times. It's like, what am I going to do today? Do I just fuck my wife or girlfriend again or... <sighs> Or what? Yeah. You know, these are the questions we have to ask ourselves. So that's what I'm saying. So uh, with you, you want to get this thing going now. And that's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor license in your state, all from the comfort of your own home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab uh, your phone or computer and complete a free online visit. And you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within uh, t- within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication for free, two-day shipping. Uh, you also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor. Anytime you have questions or want to adjust your, you know, your treatment plan with Roman, there are no commitments. You can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com backslash SGP for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Once again, that's GetRoman.com backslash SGP. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, of all times, you know, to, to need it. Yeah, Being stuck seriously. at home with the lady. Seriously. Probably uh, take advantage of that. I'm stuck at home with my dog. I was considering it. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking around. Uh, DJ Madness, buddy. Yeah. It's been wild. It's been really wild. 
Yeah. Dogs are hitting at seven and one. True. The only favorite to cover was Creighton destroying Memphis. Uh, I like to see Creighton getting its its due. They look the nasty. Video game is uh, they look nasty. Our gals handling Wichita State. Yes. Uh. So so now it sets up for okay. You got Kansas and Michigan next. Yeah. Kansas got a buy. Kansas and Dayton, the one seeds, got a buy. Kansas, Michigan, Patty C. I would imagine Kansas will be a decently yeah easy easy uh, win here for Kansas. Favorite? You would think yeah. But Michigan shocked Butler in the first round. They did, or uh, you know, so Butler was lucky to go to overtime in that. Very game. lucky. Xavier yeah. Simpson. Two. How realistic is this game? <laughs> two missed free throws by Xavier Simpson down the stretch. Yeah, which happened all year, by the way. If you see the Iowa game, yeah, um, dude, it's been a while since I played some video games. This shit is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't sure one hundred percent when they were like zoomed out yeah. that I wasn't watching a real basketball game. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, Techable looks that way for me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, some of the other games coming up though, obviously. Uh, for, so this Thursday, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about your Wahoos. Let me preview a couple games, but I'll get to the games this Thursday and Friday. Your Wahoos take on Gonzaga. They go up to Spokane. Yeah. Is it Spokane? Spook. Spokane. People make fun of me for saying this. Spokane. I Pronouncing believe. it like this. Yeah. Um, Virginia Gonzaga. Can they do the unthinkable? Uh, Gonzaga mean, almost lost to North Carolina. That's true. But that was something we anticipated. Cole uh, Anthony missed the three to send it to overtime at the buzzer. Loser. Story Not of like North Carolina's uh, life there. Uh, you got Dayton, Ohio State. Little battle of Ohio. Going on. Mm-hmm. Dayton, Ohio State. That should be a fun one. Yeah. Ohio State upset the Auburn Tigers in the first round. Louisville, Washington. Washington, the 15th seed, shocked Baylor. Beat, they beat Baylor back in November. They did it again in DJ Madness. Um, that should be interesting, but but okay, let me just get to the real shit here. Let me get to uh oh, hold on. I think there is a couple. No, 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 that's it. That's it. Uh the games for Thursday. I'm gonna me... say I am. Sad to see our guy Peyton Pritchard out of the tournament. Yeah, me too. Me too. They didn't feed him enough, if anything, dude. This Thursday, people are going to be wondering what games they're seeing. Villanova takes on LSU. Yeah. The Wildcat versus the Tiger. Who wins in the jungle? Villanova, LSU. The Tiger beats the Wildcat, right? Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watching this Tiger show? No, I think I mean in the jungle, yeah, the Wildcat. I mean the Tiger wins that. On the basketball court, the Wildcat wins that. Mm. Because Kentucky, Villanova, yeah, they're normally very good programs. Yeah. And just Vanilla's Villanova's Vanilla Nova's better than LSU. Yeah. I think I think uh Villanova is gonna win that game too. Uh we have another Wildcat at seven o'clock playing. It's a Kentucky Wildcats against the Colorado Buffaloes. Who wins in the in the wild? A Wildcat against a Buffalo. I think uh Buffalo wins that one. Have you seen those videos, man on a Buffalo? No. Oh my God. You got to watch what, this. Does he ride a Buffalo? Yeah. Unbelievable. In the wild. That's fucking awesome. I'll show you. It's really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. kind of want to end this episode yeah. now and watch yeah. that. You got to watch that. It's, and there's even like a theme song to it. <laughs> um, who are you leaning to there? You think take, go chalk? Uh, who, what are the uh, choices there? Actually, uh, let me see. I think there might be lines on this right now. 
Let me see. Let me go to mybookie.ag. By the way, all of our lines available on mybookie.ag. This this tournament's been a ton of fun. Um, let me just log in here. Okay, come on, computer. <laughs> but dude, I mean, uh, I I coming into this, I was a skeptic. I was like, I don't know about this guys. I got to give it to Sean and Ryan. They've really. Uh, I think they've done something that we want to continue to do in the future, regardless of if they're sports or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that we're going to have going forward. Right. It's something else to bet on. Yeah. It's fun. We've had great feedback from the fans. Yeah. You're by- showing off your skills as a, uh, uh an announcer. Uh, You're getting the practice in. Look, I've wanted to, I'm like Marv Alberts is give me the panties on the head right now. Give me a girl. And I'll put it, I'll put the All panties right. on my head right now. Give Colby a back to bite right now. <laughs> uh, here we go. NCAA 2K Madness. Sim lines are available. You guys, I mean, look, we even got your lines. I don't even think you can you guys go to college experience and please give us a good review for how much good stuff we brought you. Please. Huh? March Madness doesn't end, guys. We supplied it. All right. Villanova minus five and a half against LSU Petty C. Ooh. Give me the Wildcats. Wow. Second cover. You know their set know. dogs are seven and one. It's five and a half. And those games have all been closer. So when we're talking about this particular platform, I'm under the assumption, maybe there's a little bit of a computer assist going on. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take, maybe take take LSU in the points. There you go. Okay. Then at uh, now this one, I will go chalk Colorado, Kentucky, Kentucky minus four and a half. Colorado, Kentucky. Yeah. Easy, easy cover for the Wildcats. You would think so. I would think so. Then Friday's action, Texas Tech, Florida State. Florida State's a three-point favorite. Texas Tech. Ugh, that's a tough line. I think that <sighs> line is dead accurate. Uh, give me Florida State. Yeah, give me Florida State. They're playing better ball. Okay, and then the, the 7 o'clock game Friday is Houston-Seton Hall. Seton Hall minus four. I'm on Seton Hall. I'm going to go chalk on Friday. Seton Hall minus four. Houston? Yeah, Houston's not ready for that. Yeah, I'm going to go chalk on Friday. Then you got Saturday's action. Duke minus two against West Virginia. I'm going to go chalk on this. I'm going to take Duke minus two against West Virginia. That's easy. Again. Now, with West Virginia, I wonder if the game can replicate the fact that you never know which team is going to show up with West Virginia. Yeah. But assuming... Your CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. That's right. Then Then Duke is the easy cover there. Arizona, Michigan State, Saturday night. Arizona minus one and a half. I will take Michigan state and the dog there. I actually had Michigan state going all the way. And in fact, I'm not sure. I forget my bracket, whether I had them losing to Duke or beating Duke, but I'm pretty low in the standings right now. Unfortunately had a top- my bracket. I had Maryland. They're done. Yeah. UVA fucked up my fuck. <laughs> the UVA. Is busted. So what do you think of that? You take Michigan state then, right? That's a dog. There's yeah. a live dog there. Give me the Spartans. And those are our lines. There's some games on Sunday too, but we don't have those lines out yet. Um, exciting times. DJ madness. Check it out. You can win some cash. Go over to sports podcast.com. See all the write-ups we got going there. And I'll tell you the college experience is brought to you by prop swap. Prop swap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets because you're buying the bet directly from another person. Not only can you find great deals, but you can also buy bets from states where, you know, there is no sports betting. 
get that prop swap account loaded up with, uh, what, I mean, it's just, you want to get it loaded up now. So when future buying returns, you can strike while the iron's hot. Maybe this offer won't even be there. Sign up for propswap.com today and they will give you a hundred percent match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. Once again, that's SGP at the time of deposit and props up will match it for up to a hundred dollars. Go to propswap.com today. Void where prohibited. Wow. Getting through things here. Getting through things. Where's my where's my spreadsheet here? No, but DJ Madness, you guys need to check that out. I think I, I'm really pleased with DJ Madness. I think it's a. Uh, I mean, the games have been very entertaining. I've had a lot of fun announcing. I hope you guys have been digging that as well. So uh, get, get get over to and, and you can win money, free money. What better to do right now during a fucking crisis than win some free money while you're sitting your ass at home? Lord knows we're gonna need it once this economy crashes. So. Yeah, that's dude. I can't believe the college football thing. Like that's just it can't happen, right? It can't happen. Yeah, can't. If we're if you have a prayer saved up, use it yeah. on this one. You see, like fourteen or fifteen XFL players have signed. Unbelievable, huh? It makes me think there's proof After that there should be a, a league. Yeah, yeah, and that's without Cam, Cam Phillips will sign somewhere. Yeah, yeah, buddy, XFL. Yeah. Success. Any spring football league. There's a reason why they should have a league. The fans were uh, the, the the fans were great in St. Louis, D.C. and that's right. Come they were on, hyped. success FL. You might even call it exactly, man. Uh, still waiting for X Mobile. By the way, our Tech Mobile Super Bowl tournament will resume in short order here. We we we're gonna go live with that soon. I think someone's been ducking me <laughs> personally. Personally, this guy's got wishful thinking. He may get the wins, but I'm getting the covers, folks. <laughs> it's a uh, silver lining. I got the I got the I got the medal on the wall, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay, top college football offensive lineman of all time. Oh yeah, this is an interesting feel. I think most people might say, "Hey, this is where we turn off the podcast." Don't do it because you're going to learn something new. Maybe. Maybe not, but it's going to be fun. We're going to be drinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to be having fun. And at number 10, Patty C, give me your 10th best offensive lineman in college football history what? in your eyes that you've seen. And no, let me, let me, uh, again, prompt the people by saying, uh, of any like measuring system here, this has got to be the most subjective because there's no stats to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not counting pancakes here. Yeah. Obviously you have to take into account like the amount of uh, the, the way the, offensive line performed as a unit during that time, what you saw from the highlights, yeah. you know, and yeah. what they personally, what stood out to you. There are guys, I, I looked at lists to try and help me kind of come up with and remember the offensive linemen that were great. One of the lists that I saw had a fit the top 50 ever listed. Number one on the list. I didn't even put on my top 10. So yeah, I mean, these are, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's here. very subjective. This is just for fun folks, but uh, let's talk about these fuckers and give them the credit there. Deserving. Yes. My number 10, Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson, uh, having a great start at uh, Indianapolis. He was a beast. A mauler. um, That Notre Dame offensive line. Yeah. He and McGlinchey. See, but this is where I'm going to give coach at Notre Dame. I'm struggling to think. Brian Kelly. Yes. Jesus. Brian Kelly. A little. Why did they not become a run heavy team with that offensive line? They did after the fact. No, no, no. They're still finesse. No, they started running the ball more a couple years ago. Look, if that offense line, they could have beaten big time SEC teams. I agree, teams. but they Brian didn't. Kelly's a little fruity in terms of like uh, 
you know, you know what he is? He wanted to be on the cutting edge of like this spread offense. Yeah. Like it's like, dude, do what works. You have the offense alignment. You can recruit, but, uh, geez. Um, <laughs> are you listening to the fucking Hanson over there? <laughs> the fuck was that? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, they, they need to be slamming the ball. They finally figured it out. He got, he got out of the Cincinnati mode. Fuck him on his departure for Cincinnati. Yeah. I will forever hate him for that or dislike him. F- fair enough. Um, but he did have some great offense line. It's a strong word. Yeah. Quentin Nelson, although he's a douchebag, but Quentin Nelson has proven in the pros to be a force. He was a baby face coming out of high school. I remember uh, seeing him as I want to say like a five-star recruit going to Notre Dame. And he like acted all tough. Quentin Nelson. When I saw his like, uh, you know, promo tape. Yeah. And then I was like, this guy's a douche. And then I saw him play. I was like, uh, he he's could good. Play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My number 10 is, is, I believe he passed away. Rest in peace. Yeah. To, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Brian McKinney passed away. I believe so. I don't know. Right. Wasn't that, that was Corey the guy that Stringer was, that I'm talking about. Yeah. Corey Stringer passed away. They look similar. Uh, Brian McKinney still alive. That's a good question. Let me see. Um, but uh, yeah, he was the one that was number one on the list that I saw. Had a, you know, played at Miami at a great time. Uh, I think he's no, he's still alive. All right, right. good, good. Jeez, humongous, six eight. This guy was an animal. Three fifty three. I remember watching him being like, yeah. I think I saw him like his freshman or sophomore year, and I was like, he could start in the NFL right now. <laughs> this picture of him next to Ray Rice. Good lord. Jeez, <laughs> I was an animal. Monster of a human. So I got Bryant McKinney as the uh, as the tenth best offensive. Was lineman. he on there for their uh, championship I team in two thousand one? So. Part of the greatest so, yeah. team, maybe in at least the two thousands. Um, There's been like a poll going on. I saw that. I'm I'm seeing Nebraska ninety five dominate some yeah. of the. Nebraska ninety five was the one seed. Miami 01 was the two seed. That's a great matchup. That is a great matchup. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Um, look, this was one that I kind of based on the research that I did, because believe it or not, folks, I don't spend my free time researching offense line. When I get more committed to this craft, maybe I will become like a fucking NFL scout and be like looking at offensive linemen's like uh, scouting reports all day, but not there yet. Um, but I remember Barrett Jones being instrumental to Alabama's near three Pete. I want to say what they got three and four years yeah. with Saban. Yeah. Um, Barrett Jones, what I didn't realize. How many away games they play in the <laughs> not, not too many. Zero at a that, conference. That's at crazy. Conference. Yeah. Uh, but apparently he won the out. He he was out at tackle. They moved him out to tackle. He won the Outland Award as a tackle. Then they moved him into center, and he won the Remington Award for the top center in the nation. That's fucking unbelievable. Mm. Um, that is impressive. So actually. Barrett that's Jones. Plus really he was like a fucking Mensa genius. Certain, certain players though at Alabama don't pan out. Yeah, dude. Well, when you're surrounded by talent at every position, Trent Richardson, I thought was going to be good in the NFL. Yeah. Same with uh, D Milner. Although then you have your Derrick Henry's and your oh, Mark. Derrick Henry's Ingram. the best running back of the league. Probably. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's true. It, it's harder to project. Like when a player, like a receiver isn't the well, focal Jones point receiver in the league. That's true. But when a receiver isn't like the focal point of the entire defense, because you've got three other receivers and the best offense line and a Heisman. You can hide back. some talent. You can hide some talent. Yeah, right. And you can shine you can, a little you, more than yeah, you would. Exactly. If you were exactly. on fucking wake forest, my number nine is going to our gals. And if you follow San Diego state football, like I have since the early nineties, mm-hmm. I remember the days of them having Marshall Falk. Kyle Turley was a guy that was a fucking animal. 
absolute animal. Yeah, he was. Now you could say, well, you know, people were wondering like, would he be good in the NFL because he's going up against the mountain West? Well, he was, he was really good in the NFL for the saints. Was Kyler, uh, Kyle Turley, the one who's a real asshole, like with a ton of attitude. I know that what's yeah. his name obviously was, he threw a jets helmet, uh, safety for, I mean, uh, Damian Robinson, he deserved it. But I mean, like he threw it like way up in the air. Remember that? <laughs> Uh, I remember him hey, being an this- asshole. Obviously, the dude from the Dolphins uh, that oh, was like Richie super incognito. incognito is like world class Nebraska asshole. man. Yeah, oh, those Nebraska offensive lines. The one I'm talking about, like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. Turley was a little bit, a little bit of an asshole, but hell of a hell of a good guy to have on your team. Yeah, yeah. yeah good so I got player. Kyle Turley of San Diego State as my number nine. Boom. Here's a fun yeah. fact for What's you. That? Aaron Taylor was a all American four different times in the nineties. That's incredible. And that's why he's on my list. Well, there's two different Aaron Taylors and that's what I was referring to. Oh. There's Aaron Taylor of Notre Dame who got on twice and Aaron Taylor of I believe Nebraska. That, was uh, on twice. that makes sense then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. But which one, uh, we'll see where yours is on your list. Yeah. My number eight on there alone. Uh, well, obviously there's a bias, but the guy started four years in college uh, was part of one of uh, Virginia's best teams in recent history and panned out to be a pretty damn good pro. Also has one of the best names in all of football, D Brickashaw Ferguson. Uh, just a prototype uh, pass blocker. Uh, he was a beast in the uh, NFL. Him and uh, him and, you know, I'm a Jets fan. So him and uh, Mangold. Yeah. Basically, we had Sanchez, and our passing game was horrible. So we ran the ball to Thomas Jones and Curtis Martin, and uh, still got pretty far. On and Ladainian Tomlinson, and we went to several AFC championships Mm-mm-mm. and lost. You have to have uh, a, somewhat of a quarterback to take that next step. We got to the two-yard line against the Steelers, and Brian Schottenheimer decided to call a bunch of passing plays when we had the top-running team in the na- in, co- in the NFL that year. He didn't want to be. You score uh, a touchdown, you go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Three passes, four <laughs> plays. Still, still salty. With Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Questionable. A very Schottenheimer type of move. Give me uh, number eight. There. My number eight's Chris Naoli, Colorado. He was good. There with the salami. Also an yeah. asshole, I feel like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're a big fan of these fucking dicks. I like you. Look, you got to have attitude on your, on you your line. My, my next guy is not going to be so much. Well, he's a little bit of an asshole, but not in, not in that type of way. But. Naoli was uh, one of the guys you knew was going to be a stud. Him, yeah. Colorado had a really good offensive line uh, in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lepsis, Jay Lewenberg, bunch. Tony Berti, uh, Andre Garad. Great for the Cowboys. Um, I'm probably forgetting still a bunch. Uh, Ariel Solomon. Uh, do you remember him? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Okay. They all played in the NFL. Okay. Derek West, uh, Brian Stoltenberg. This is where the database yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really, really shines more than we, <laughs> When you get Matt deep Lepsis into played line. for the Broncos for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm drawing. I'm drawing empty space here. Okay. Complete air air balls for me. Well, Naoli, you remember? Oh yeah. Okay. I just he was remember. like a he, top ten pick. Was he one of the tatted up guys? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was an asshole, but he was mean and he he got the job done. He was a beast. Was he guard? Uh, I believe tackle. Was he yeah. tackle? Okay. I believe tackle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number seven. This is a guy that really was based on draft position, not a dude I remember a ton, uh, based on hype um, and a pretty decent NFL career. Chris Samuels. 
You know, just one of one of the more hyped. Not prospects. as good of NFL career. He was awesome in college. Yeah, I thought he was going to be really good. He was good humongous. He was a bust in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit, but he still had a decent career. Like, but for what he was projected as, yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be like Redskins had some Hall of Famer horrible draft picks. They managed to fuck up a lot. How Redskins. do they do that so consistently? Well, when you have Dan Snyder and Jack Kent Cook as your owners for the last what 60, 70 years, yeah. All right, my number seven is Trent Williams, who's an asshole in his own right. Now, this one, the Redskins. He is an asshole. The Redskins uh, probably made the right, correct pick. He's really good. Watch, uh, but they, the Dockers lied to him, so he doesn't he doesn't trust the Redskins, so he's going to end up on another team. Who lied to him? Trent Trent Williams. But you said something like I, I, he has distrust with the Doctors or something. Oh, the, the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Andrew Luck situation going yeah, on there. Little Robert Griffin thing going on there. Yeah. Um, Typical of the Redskins. He sat out last season. He's an ass. He's a douchebag. Yeah. You see the uh, after after the game interview or not interview, just the confrontation between him, him and Richard Sherman. Ever. Yeah. He's yeah. like uh, Richard Sherman's like, what are you gonna do about it? He's gonna punch you in the face. He's like, do it. Bam. Drills him right in the fucking face. You gotta get the guy that backed it up. Yeah. Gotta give him credit gonna, there. And right. he backed it up by sitting out a year and missing football. And now he might sit out two years if we have no football. There you go. He might end up never playing in the NFL again if we have no football. <laughs> I don't know that a guy can come back after two after years. After two not, years of sitting yeah. around. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, your number six, Petty C. Well, you, you give me your number seven? Trent Williams. Trent Williams, yeah. yeah. He's a little higher on my He list. was a beast yeah. at Oklahoma. Yeah, he was. And Oklahoma had a bunch. Um, you know, Jamal Brown and Dwayne Brown both uh, yeah. were probably similar, but I think Trent Williams' attitude is what made him uh, stand out more as like an actual badass. Um my number six, Marquise Pouncey at Florida. He was a beast, and he murdered someone potentially with Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> um, a murder you, on and off the field. You have to listen to that fucking podcast. I've listened to like an episode or two, but I need to hear the rest of it. He was there, allegedly. Wow. Well, we don't know what happened. Free Marquise Pouncey. But he was there in the club when he got his... He was in the car that apparently Aaron, somebody shot. Off the fucking somebody place. murdered somebody. Yeah. We don't know if it was... Hernandez, Pouncey, or two other guys. But Pouncey was there. Yes. Yikes. Uh, Hell of a good player, though. <laughs> yeah. He and his brother. Uh, I'm forgetting his brother's name for some reason. Uh, both went to Florida, right? Yeah. They were both nasty twins. Uh, his brother. Fucking, uh, I'm such, such a dunce for not remembering off the top of my head what his name is. But anyway, Marquise got more credit. And then obviously that Florida team was White national Pouncey? championship no. No. two times in three years. What so, am I thinking of? Uh you're gonna make me look it up. He was good, um, and it, I think uh, my memory is obviously given more credit by the Mike Pouncey's his brother. Mike Pouncey. Wonder yeah. which one was actually. I get him confused. Yeah. Well, Wonder which one was in the car. Only one twins. of them was there, I believe. Um, who played for the Steelers? The guy who played for the Steelers. Marquise played for yeah, the Steelers. That's right. And he had a great uh, career for the Steelers, and so that's why, and has had a great career for the Steelers, and that's oh, why he, he got into it with uh, last year when. Uh, when what's his name got blasted, Landry Jones or not Landry Jones, uh, Mason Rudolph. Oh yeah, yeah, he was the one that was yeah, kicking. Uh, yeah. was He's a good guy to have on your side if shit goes down. Yeah. Uh, my number six is Nick Mangold. Mm. Really close to making my list, and he's only on this list because I saw what his sister did in the wrestling world. Have you seen what his sister bench pressed and everything? No, she. Oh, that's oh, right. My God, I remember dude. when she was like younger. I was like, okay, he must be the She's greatest like an Olympic lifter. Ever. Yeah. Nick Mangle was a beast at Ohio State. Um, yeah. First round draft pick by the Jets, and with great reason, he was a great pro as well. There you so, go. 
Hit me with uh, your number five. Number five. This is where it starts to get into a different category of greatness for me. Joe Thomas at Wisconsin. He didn't make my top 10. And it's one where I thought like, fuck. Yeah. He didn't make my top 10 in either, but he was right on the out. Like he's, he's gotta be in there. Physically gifted enough and, and, and mean enough. But for the most part, Joe Thomas is a, a technical and a, I guess the problem uh, intellectual is intellectual giant. Is, the problem is though, I think is like when you Wisconsin's offensive lines are always good. Yeah. So it's almost like the Alabama thing. It's like, who's the best of them and yeah. put him on the yeah. list. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did there, but he stands out as like, I mean, there are other yeah. guys like no, he was Karimi. amazing in the pros too, even though he never made the playoffs. Is that right? That's why he didn't make my top 10. Oof. Ouch. But he did uh dominate at Wisconsin for a long time and they've been running the ball. Like fucking madman forever. So yeah, Joe Thomas, Wisconsin deserves someone on that list. Yeah, shit. I I probably need to go back and add one. At number five, I got Tony Buscelli, USC. Mm. This guy was an absolute animal. Nice, great pro. I remember covering in college football and being like, everyone said that this guy was going to be a top five pick. And then I watched him. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty fucking nasty. Yeah. So You're talking about a mobile tackle with size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he made my other list. Didn't make my, uh, made my pro list, not my college list. Okay. There we go. Um, my number four, this guy is like, uh, he really is the prototype of what an offensive lineman should look like to me. He was playing on, uh, along with some other stars on what was a fun Michigan team with Mike Hart. And, uh, who was the quarterback they fucking had, uh, drew, not Drew. Uh, uh I played for the dolphin, Chad, Henny. Chad, Henny. Yeah. yeah such a Chad from Michigan. Of course. Um, team that lost to app state. Yeah. And fucking, uh, actually they beat Mich- Uh They beat Florida rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. the Tebow. That's right. Yeah. Um, Jake Long, Jake Long. He number, was a beast in college. Number seventy-seven, big, He's huge good offensive. Too. He was just like the the when you look at a, a guy that you respect. Oh, that's a championship team because they have that guy on the offensive line. Yeah. Well, there's one other that fits that mold a little more than him. That's higher on the list, but Jake Long is certainly one of them. So, I like it. that's a good, very good answer. He probably. I mean, the hard thing is making ten, and you know what's the difference between ten and twenty? I don't know. Right. Um, number four for me was Aaron Taylor, Notre Dame. Mm. See, if I remembered him better, then I would have put him on my list because his his accomplishments certainly speak for themselves. Physically, you could see no, he stood out to me. He college. was an athlete. That's like that's yeah. like an offensive lineman who's 300 pounds with a six pack. Yeah, he was a beast. Absolutely beast. Um, Was that who was the coach then? A little bit Holtz? of Holtz, a little bit of Holtz. But then I think the guy after, which was uh, New Mexico, Bob Davey? Davey. Yeah. Yeah. If memory serves me correct. Okay. You're number four. I mean, you're number three. I'm sorry. My number three was Trent Williams. We already talked about him. Okay. Uh, just, uh, Oklahoma's had such a dominant offense for so, so long, but he was the offensive lineman to me. And like we said, they've had always had a, had a ton that yeah. have been like top 10 level draft picks, but he was the one with the most talent and the most, uh, attitude. So my number three is a guy that I actually thought was going to have a better pro career. Uh, Zach Weigert out of Nebraska. Yeah. When this guy was in college, I was convinced he was going to be absolutely amazing in the pros. Yeah. And he, I mean, he played for the Rams. I think he had a solid career, but I'm saying like, never was like an all pro never was what I thought he was going to be. But in college he was fucking dominant. Nasty. Zach Weiger. See, that's where I'm just completely like, don't have any frame of reference. Cause yeah. Offensive linemen need more shine. I, I think that, uh, there needs to be some like option on your TV to get like different types of like, Announcing analysis, yeah, analysis, whatever. 
Maybe and if you DJ Madness style. Yeah, we. I wish we could broadcast at the same time or get an offensive lineman to broadcast at the Mystery same time. Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. That, that's right. And be like, yo, this is what's actually happening in the game. We, all, we Yes, we can all watch the running back like run around and with the ball. We know where the ball is going. But it'd be cool to see someone break it down on a play-by-play basis like who's having the edge in the trenches and what specifically oh, yeah. they're doing. You know who didn't make my top 10? Robert Gallery probably should have made my top 10. Robert but. Gallery w- from a hype standpoint was certainly on there. He uh he certainly should have. There's another guy from Iowa that's my number 2. So. So go. You with your number 2. Did you give me your number 3? Zach Weigert. Zach Weigert, that's right. My number 2 recent guy, Brandon Scherf. He was a fucking animal. In terms of just like uh a guy that I didn't like there really is a fucking animal. Yeah, I he is, say. Yeah. yeah. I got that I didn't see super much, but once I saw his like uh, film and I actually stopped and like watched him uh, watch his highlights. I was like a poor man's Wisconsin. They are. They're very similar. But Brandon Scherf, I've never seen someone mad dog, bulldog, whatever. The other side of the ball so hard. He'll block until like the echo, echo, echo of the whistle. And he just fucking, he'll push a guy 20 yards down the field. No problem. He gets out in space. He runs, he destroys Brennan Scherf is a fucking animal. I can back that. I can definitely back that. My number two is Jonathan Ogden. He's on my pro, not on my college list. College, he was a fucking animal. Uh, UC, back to the days where uh, UCLA was actually good at football in the mm-hmm. 90s. Like, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising that it's taken them 20 years to uh, get back to that. They're still not there. But I'm saying they were really, yeah. they, I mean, they weren't even like top five, but they were like top. 10 to 15. They're just one of those like inexplicable sleeping giants that can't figure it out for whatever reason. Yeah. Culture. But uh, Jonathan Ogden was a beast. They recruited him out of Washington, DC to come all the way to LA. So, Hey, got into that sunshine for a few years. Yeah. Maryland missed that target, huh? Well, Virginia missed that target. Virginia Tech missed that target. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's typical. Again, uh, let's point out right now that, uh, the state of Virginia has three of the top 17 players in the country. Uh, Washington DC has another and yet none of those four players are projected to stay in the DC area, go to Virginia, Maryland, uh, Virginia or Maryland or DC school. So good job. Mid Atlantic really like putting a fence around your talent. Georgetown needs to jump up a conference uh, uh, from FCS to FBS. Yeah. And they need to hire like the best recruiter ever. Yeah. Like less miles needs to right. go there. Well, that's what Loxley did. Now they just need to get a fucking Good no, coach to go along. Unless with Miles a lot better of a coach than Loxley. Yeah, that's true. But uh okay, you're number one. I think it's probably the same for both of us. Orlando Pace, yes, Ohio State. It is. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Um just clear cut. You're just yeah. like, holy shit. He was on a different level than everyone ever. First pick of the draft and actually a great pro career. He didn't make my pro list, which probably yeah. needs to be in there. He didn't make mine either, okay. although he did. He was several time all yeah. pro. Um, but uh just in college, Ohio State at that time had they had they been able to beat Michigan, it would probably be undisputed that you know they're one of the better teams of all time. But yeah. they couldn't beat Michigan. But that said, Orlando Pace completely dominated the entire competition for the entirety of his time there. Just an absolute juggernaut of a football player, animal, yeah. absolute animal. Uh, I, you watch the tape; he just stands out. Yeah. Just absolutely stands out. All right, let's go pro. But before I go pro which we need to do because we're fucking awesome here. College experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ways per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated 
up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They also have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace for Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Very nice. All right, we're done with the ad reads. Let's just bust through this, and we're good. Number 10. NFL offensive lineman, Patty C. All right. Well, I'm going to throw in 11 and 10 at the same time. I had a hard time deciding between these two. So I wanted to give them both my 11th. I have 11. Okay. Is Tony Buscelli. Well, he made my list. I'll get to him in a second briefly. Okay. Um, But he was also great. Obviously Uh, two centers. And I couldn't decide which one I liked more. Nick Mangold and Jeff Saturday, Uh, Jeff Saturday. Part of uh, Peyton Manning's epic tenure at uh, Indianapolis. Damn good. And the anchor of the offensive line between the two of them, probably one of the headier combinations in NFL history as far as a team that you could not outsmart. Um, Nick Mangold, though, a fucking straight bulldog and a great technical center as well. Uh, so between the two of them, I, I put Mangold at 11 and I put Saturday at 10. Mangold, Ohio State, Jeff Saturday, North Carolina. Nice. Tar Heel. Mac Brown's probably going to grab a new Jeff Saturday this year, right? Yes, he's probably going to grab an entire Tenable. Hall of Fame yeah. roster because he's a great fucking recruiter. Okay, so... Uh, talk about, you want to talk about a mid-Atlantic uh, guy that has locked down his state? Yeah. Mac Brown. That's There's, an interesting thing, though, is I've seen that I've heard since now that this virus could be here for a while. Yeah. That recruiting could really change and the people, the, the players could be staying in state more because, A, the health of their parents or their grandparents. Yeah. And also the fact that they're not going to go on recruiting visits, right? They're going to, have to do everything from a satellite, right? You know, from online, you see a, a virtual tour That's of true. Uh, Notre of South Bend. Well, why am I going to go what there? What kind if I'm of in impact Miami? is that going to have on you? Right. Well, you got to think that the states like Florida, like California, like Texas, like Georgia, like Louisiana, yeah, like Virginia, but it seems like Virginia is still somehow losing it. Yeah, and Ohio, I guess I forgot there. would stand to benefit. Although for those states. Uh, a lot of those states that have tradition, often they don't even have to resort to uh, their own hometown. Now, a state like Florida does, say like Ohio, Ohio State is has such an easy run of recruiting at this point. They get whoever they want. They yeah. probably get a couple of the five stars and four stars out of Ohio every year, but the rest are going around the rest of the country. But a place like Florida, like Miami right now, is one of the top five classes in the country exclusively from Miami. But yeah, it, it, it probably benefits these uh, like a place like Florida state in particular, where players might go to like Alabama, yeah. you know, from, from the state of Florida yeah. or maybe Georgia the, or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Florida state gets a bump in the uh, recruiting again. Um, at number 10, I have, so 11 was uh Tony Baselli for me. My number 10 is Jonathan Ogden. He made both my list. Nice. Jonathan Ogden significantly higher on my list. Animal. Absolute yes. animal. Uh, who's your number nine? Number nine, Tony Baselli. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Familiar faces, familiar Big names. mobile. Obviously, Jacksonville succeeded, went to the AFC Championship at that time with Mark Brunel. I'm, I don't know if Fred Taylor was part of it. I think he was part of it. I think so. Yeah. I think maybe they went in 96, actually. So, But they were still yeah, a playoff team for did, most of Was he there when Taylor was there? He had to be, right? He was there with James Stewart and Natron Means for sure. Well, Boselli was, yeah. yeah. Um, but then uh, Keenan McCardle. They were a good team. Yeah, you they know? were. They went to the AFC Championship. Yeah. Mark Brunel was really good in that, that era. Yeah. My number nine is Walter Jones. 
Seattle Seahawk. I did not have Steve Hutchison on this list, and you could probably argue that he should be on this list. Yeah. But Walter Jones was damn good as well. Yeah. So this is just I'm going to admit not a, a guy that litters the All Pro list for the better part of at least half a decade to almost a whole decade. Yeah. But I didn't watch him enough to appreciate him. So mm. tell me why. Uh, when I, in my opinion, one of the more overrated running backs of our Sean Alexander. Yes. Yeah. Got his stats. Like he wouldn't make, if we had to do a top 20, he probably wouldn't make my top 20. Yeah. But he led the league in rushing. He has, if you look at the stat, that's a classic. Look, I don't want to say this because I know we're friends and I think you think I'm jabbing at you on purpose. Yeah. But in my opinion, a little bit of David Robinson and Sean Alexander. You're out of your mind. By the way, JD, shout out to JD. Yeah. Older brother here voiced his opinion on, on, on the fact he thought I, I miscalculated on uh, Joe Montana. Yeah. But he thought also uh, we shared a phone call and he thought that you under, completely undervalued Dan Marino. Fair enough. Like he, I said, I, n- I never saw him in his prime. He, so. he, he did state though, that John Elway definitely better than Tom Brady. Physi- hundred out of a hundred times. Physically talented yeah. without a doubt. Now the mental aspect that's hard to hard to gauge. He says, dude, if you would have put Elway on those, if El, if Elway was drafted on those Belichick teams, here's would, the thing about Elway is he he was never known for having like a soft touch, which is something that's kind of necessary in some of these offenses. I would argue that Randy Moss and Elway would have been the most ridiculous combination sure. ever. When you just have yeah. like <laughs> pure prototypes working together, but when you require like to work in a system, but and he just, brought up a good point. Brady won three Super Bowls not necessarily being a dominant quarterback. Sure. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, interesting, uh, interesting debate. He also, uh, you know, he brought up some other stuff. He laughed at the Fred Taylor top 10. Well, I think everyone laughs at that until they actually go back and he, watch it. He had Thurman Thomas and Marshall Falk better than Barry Sanders. Again, what, what are you looking at? And I, are you I looking said, well, at Thurman a running did, back or a wide receiver? I said, is Eric Metcalf better than fucking Barry Sanders? No, he was a better receiver, but no, but I get his point. His point is like, look, just cause you're running between the tackles does not mean you're a better running back. Then it doesn't mean you're a better overall football player, but it does mean you're a better running back because in my opinion, what makes a running back a running back is the ability to fucking, no, I think it's everything balance the offense. I think it's out. the value to your team. Like who was the best running back of all time? Like I go Walter Payton because I think he can do everything. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that same with Jordan, but it's like when we talk about the best player ever, he was great defensively. I was think great. there's more, I, I agree with your argument. I think that there's for, more for valuable position. to a football team running between the tackles and allowing and, and, and sucking the safety up and fucking sucking the linebackers. How in. many times do you think Adrian Peterson's made the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's much. Uh, playing with the Packers and the Packers division is a no. tough draw there, but, um, uh, I don't know. Look, Adrian Peterson. Did he have a ton of talent surrounding him? And actually, Barry Sanders was, didn't make the playoffs much. Well, yeah. Then what's your argument there, bud? No, but he I'm saying the top, 10, the top 10 running backs. Yeah. No, I still argue. I, I would argue JD that and say that Barry Sanders is my, is still number one. That Thurman Thomas played on a 15 times. Well, Thurman Thomas team. was my number that three. Marshall Falk played on a way better team than Barry Sanders. I, I do did. think there is value in Marshall Falk being better than Barry Sanders. I don't, I am not 100% sold that I have Barry Sanders as the best running back. Well, Marshall Falk's receiving stats are pretty pretty impressive. 7,000 receiving yeah. yards or six. I, I think there's value there. But also, back to my original point, he uh, he said there's no way that... Uh, oh, no, he said that uh, Tim Duncan 
uh, was clearly the best player on the Spurs in his rookie year, and everyone knew it. No, you're stupid. Both of you are stupid, and that's my opinion. So <laughs> fuck you both. <laughs> so Sean Alexander, aka David D- David Robinson, uh, under <laughs> under uh, under Walter Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean Alexander yeah. put up great stats, and Steve Hutchison. It's the equivalent yeah. of like the seventy-one points in a game. I, I know you're digging at me right now. <laughs> I see what you're doing. And I don't, and I like, don't it. like it. <laughs> okay. Number six. Number six. Uh, wait, are we already down here? I think. No, I'm on number eight. Um, number eight. Um, I got uh, Willie Rofe. Hey, we both have Willie Rofe at number eight. Yeah. Look again, a guy that I just recall. And, and honestly, my number seven is going to be the same deal. A guy that I recall being dominant, but I don't recall like. Any specifics? Just watching him, you know. Yeah, he was a fucking. Animal. He got he got a shine that the uh, the announcers at the time gave him plenty of shine, and so it's kind of based on how much of an impact I remember and how much respect he had gotten at that time. And Willie Rofe and and the guy above him for number seven for me, yeah, Randall McDaniel. He's higher on my list. Okay, McDaniel played also with he got some time with Gary Zimmerman. Yeah, so that offensive line was nasty. Yeah. Uh, Zimmerman probably should be on my list. Didn't make, it's really hard to make a top 10. Yeah. It's easy to see a top <laughs> yeah, 10. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's hard to make a top 10. My number seven is Dermonte Dawson from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's on my list. Slightly higher. Guy was a fucking animal. Uh, played for a long time. I believe. Yeah. Just an absolute animal. I believe is he from Kentucky? I believe Dermonte oh, Dawson. Man. Now you're making me work. Um, He went to, he's from Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know where he played ball. Yeah. University of Kentucky. I mean, database digging just, in. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, I does. He was the I, my, shit. He was probably the best player on the offense those years. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who else was even good? Yancey Barry Foster had an MVP season. Yeah. Who's number 88? That wide receiver. Ernie like, Mills. I mean, I think he was 89. Andre Hastings. Hastings. Okay. Yeah, he was okay, yeah. but. Uh yeah, Barry Foster maybe, but no, Dermonte Dawson was the best. Yeah, he was best player on that offense. So uh, and that on. was a legit like uh, AFC Championship type offense at that time. Yeah, interested to see whether you have him above another star of the '90s uh, center. Um, I have one more center on my list. Well, there you go. You have him above, and he is. Well, we'll get to him. Yeah. Uh, my number six. Yeah. Uh, and this to me is where it really becomes a different level again. Usually in the top five or six. Uh, Nate Newton, number six of the he, Dallas Cowboys. Dude, he was originally like my number nine, and then I thought I was going too old school. Yeah. So I bumped him out. You bumped him out? Yeah. Dude, Nate Newton was a fucking machine. I know. But yeah. I'm saying, I was like, well, look, if I have all players from the 90s. Yeah. I, I kind of had that yeah. feeling too. I was like, yeah. am I an old fart here? But my number six is Randall McDaniel. We talked on him. Yeah. Arizona State guy, another Arizona State talent that, uh, that just, they just bring in talent for some reason. Yeah. And I never do anything with it. <laughs> um, so you're number five, Fetty C. My number five is Germani. Germani Dawson. Okay. There yeah. we go. We're just trading, trading. My number five is Russ Grimm. Nice. Russ Grimm was a absolute stud. Uh coaching, I believe, now somewhere. His Arizona. son, uh, Cody Grimm was a stud linebacker at Virginia Tech. Yeah, Russ Grimm played for the Washington Reds. He's part of the Hogs, probably the second best hog if I had to. Yeah. Arguably the best. Yeah. I think you can argue him and one other. Yeah. As the Which best. we're both gonna get to. Yeah. Uh you're number four. Well, Those hogs were fucking awesome. They I mean, loaded. they took the, uh, I know it's the counter tray that they kind of revolutionized and yeah. basically ran it to three Super Bowls and 
were the favorite by far in the Super Bowl. They lost against the Raiders. If those Redskins had won four you, Super Bowls, you like, know the story on that. What's that? Apparently, the Raiders filmed the practice. Is that right? A lot of uh, speculation on that. Al Davis would be yeah. involved. In Al Davis was the fucking Robert Kraft of his time. Yeah. The, well, uh, well, what's crazy is if you watch the play, I think Theismann throws a pick six on a screen. Yeah. Now you could argue. Did they just did the defense read the screen or did they actually did they, know the play did that they was know coming? The play. Here's a funny fact. Yeah. Uh Marcus Allen's run in that Super Bowl. Uh filth. Yeah, absolute filth. Number yeah. 79, Todd Liebenstein, the defensive end, was my coach in high school. There you go. And he gets his pants shaken off in that play probably twice. Uh, uh well. And we used to make fun of him a lot about that. Marcus <laughs> so, Allen didn't good guy, Tyler. Wasn't guy. eligible for our list, but he was a damn good running back. He was a good running yeah. back. Uh, your number uh, four. My number four is. Uh, did he make? Yeah, I, th- I want to say he's the only guy that made both of my lists. Uh, Joe Thomas mm. is having a fucking stellar. Career. I probably should have him on my list. I think he yeah. was like an automatic Hall of Famer. That's my fuck up. Yeah, he's good. But it's tough though, dude. Can you tell me? He plays for losing. Gary teams. Zimmerman or yeah. Joe Thomas? Like both were fucking killers, and yeah. that didn't make my list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like um, I don't know. My number three. How did I get ahead of you? You should be on number four. Who'd you have at number four? Oh, my number four is Kevin Mawai. Kevin Mawai was an absolute fucking animal. Even late in his career on the Titans. He's a guy who didn't even need to retire because of his performance. Yeah. He retired because he was just like, ah, I'm, I'm done good. with football. Yeah. He's like, should I play another le- a year and be like a really good center? I mean, he wasn't the best in the league when he retired, but he was still a very efficient center. Yeah. This guy was a fucking animal. Yeah, I mean, talk yeah. about a dude that, you know, if I had seen more, I would have given the credit he was due. But looking back, that guy littered the all pro. I mean, he was the best center of the, what was his era? Like 2003 to like maybe even earlier than that. Like yeah, I think even or, earlier than that. 2005 like I mean, or six, he was like the best center in the once league. Once again, Kevin Hawaii, another guy from Arizona State. <laughs> How do they not Hall of Fame win talent. anything? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Actually, I'm sorry. He's not from Arizona. He's coaching Arizona State. Okay. He went to LSU. That makes more sense. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Coaching with Arizona State currently. Weird to find Herm the Hawaiian Edwards. or Pacific Islander down in the bayou, but. Yeah. Maybe you got a bag of cash. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Tends to happen down yeah. there. Uh, my number three pro offensive lineman is Jonathan Ogden. Um, in terms of past protectors, uh, maybe. Maybe the best of all times um, in terms of uh, that's true. Giant body in, in the passing era, huge wingspan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, great feet and tough, you know, I mean, I actually, I'm going to take that back. I think he was a little soft. I think, I think he was a prototype pass blocker. He was never known as much of a mauler, um, but he was such a damn good pass blocker that he's up there. Yeah. In I that mean, era, I want to say for me, he was the number one guy. You know, in the late nineties. Yeah. Over Boselli. They were both kind of like the, the stars of that era. My number three is uh Joe Jacoby at a Louisville. Nice. Joe Jacoby was an absolute I think he was the best. Well, of I'm gonna the jump hogs. on here because he was my number two. Okay. There yeah. we go. There we go. Uh look, I think when you get it's apples and oranges here. When it gets to this point, you could argue him for for some of the best. My number two, though, is Bruce Matthews at a USC. Nice. Brother of Clay Matthews. I should give him the credit that he's due. Did he not make your top 10? He didn't. I see. That's tough. I mean, Matthews played like fucking 20. Well, he years, was so like. he was he was already old by the time I started watching him. So I, rem- I mean, obviously his name was 
he was a standout name, but then his sons are like in the league a few years later. Yeah. Clay Matthews was a part of that. What? 2005, 2004. He played 19 years. Clay Matthews. Bruce Matthews. Or Bruce Matthews. Yeah. Great 19 years on some very damn good Oilers teams. Just 14 Pro Bowls, nine first teams, NFL all decade team, NFL top 100 players of all time. Yeah. I'm curious to see who your number one is because he may not even be on, on my list. He's a, uh, wait, you said Bruce Matthews is a top 100, top 100 player yeah, of all time. Yeah. yeah. I probably should give him the credit. Yeah, it's He's tough good. though, man. It's really tough fucking doing. Didn't he have two sons in the NFL? Probably this dude, check us out. He played in 296 games. He started 294 of them. It's a fucking iron man status. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really good. Uh, who's your number one. I want to see if you have this guy on your list. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. My number one is Larry Allen. He's my number one as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking, uh, like in my opinion, one, two, and three were all really tough. interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. But Allen, I just remember just taking out, yeah. Key pieces. Yeah. Deleting them from the database. Well, there's a reason Emmett Smith is by far the leading yeah. rusher in NFL yeah. history. He's a great back. Don't get me wrong. One of the best backs ever, but he's notorious for running. And, through and fucking... he got Nate Newton and Eric Williams. We didn't even mention Eric Williams didn't make this list, which is kind of crazy because yeah. he was a really, really good uh, tackle. Yeah. Larry yeah. Allen though. Do you know what college Larry Allen went to? I'm curious. Tell me. Memory serves me connect correct. I'm pulling it up, but I believe went to Sonoma State. Nice. Which I don't think does football anymore. You're right, Sonoma State. Yeah, I don't uh, think they do football anymore. He uh, went to Napa High School or Vintage High School in Napa, California. My ex girlfriend went there. The Vintage Crushers, they're grape crushers. Um, Larry Allen. You're seeing the effects of football in the state of California. They do not play football. I don't believe anymore. <laughs> Fucking horseshit. Dumb ass idiots. Um. <laughs> I'm offended. I don't know what you're talking about. They don't have a football program anymore. Who doesn't? Sonoma State. Sonoma State. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Neither does uh, Long Beach State, who we both discussed. Or Cal State Fullerton. Cornerback yeah. Mark Collins went to yeah. went to, a former Giant. Went to a Cal State. Is it wasn't Santa Monica uh, College like they Steve Smith? Oh, they still have football. And though, Chad but, Johnson. Yeah, they had Steve Smith and Chad Johnson at the same time. Long Beach State had Terrell. Da- George Allen was their coach. They had Terrell Davis, yeah. and then George Allen uh, had a heart attack in December. There, they 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 died. He died, and then uh, they. Got rid of the football program. Look, Davis transfers to Georgia. You want to talk about a team that would be like USC light? Yeah. That's Long Beach State. They Oh, because the academics isn't, it's, yeah. it's not nearly as hard to get into. Right. They would be nasty. Who would they be like comparable to? They'd be like Fresno State on crack. Yeah. So who who would that be though? They would be Florida like Miami. State? Miami. Really. My, Miami. Yeah. yeah. They kind of would be. They would yeah, be like, be Miami, like Miami. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. This is our top 10 series next up. Defensive linemen. But, um, this is the college experience, and we want a good iTunes review. We haven't got one since March 4th, Patty C. Mm. What the fuck is going on? Show some You're love. You're stuck at home. Help us. Help you. Get over to iTunes. We're the college experience. We're available on all platforms. Tell a friend. Look, it's dark times. You want to get entertained? Fucking send them this link. All right? DJ Madness going on. Everything. SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Check it out. It's great. SportsGamblingPodcast Network's on Twitter at the SGP Network. Patty C is on Twitter at PattyC831. NC Nick, who also makes picks with us, is on Twitter at NC underscore N-I-C-K. And I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Guys, this is the college experience. Patty C, any, any last words? Hey, we're going to keep it rolling. I had a little more fun with this offensive line thing than I thought. Yeah. But I'm definitely excited to get on the defense side of the ball. I'm going to whip your ass in some tech mode. Everyone's going to watch. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> That's about all I got to say. 
This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico.、Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening, nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.